Well, good morning. Um, I can't remember last time we were here, it was last year. Well, we've been in a conflict ever since, so Travis and invited us back to get things fit, get things right. But uh, my name is Bill Hogus, my wife, Darty. Uh, married 30 years on June 22nd of this year, so all choked up. Uh, cue, the ch- cue the tears. Uh, this is our family. Um, you can see there on the top row, my son, Tommy, my son-in-law, Joe, our oldest daughter, Taylor, uh, me, Kendall's our youngest. She's a ninth grader at Southwest Christian. Haley is 25, and then our grandson, Grayson, and then our other grandson is in Darcy's lap. That's Easton, and then we are one more coming in August. So Taylor and Joe are a reproductive special. So we are really uh, in a great season of life. We, um, we're parenting and we're grandparenting. And um, so it's been wonderful. Um, I'm gonna just hand it over to Darcy. She's gonna share kind of her testimony and short testimonies of how we came to know Jesus. Good morning. I'm really glad to be here. Um, Bill and I are not marriage experts by any means, but we are glad to share and um, some of our background. So I grew up, um, I would say, in a church-going home. Um, I was raised Lutheran. My parents, grandparents, it was a generation. I went to church in my small hometown. Um, I was fortunate enough for God's mercy to really fall on me when I was about a fifth grader. And didn't know what it was to be a born-again Christian. I just knew Jesus. I knew that he loved me. I knew he was my best friend and trustworthy. Um, So I walked closely with him. I happened to have a Sunday school teacher who just poured the love of Jesus into me. And so I knew nothing different. I knew that Jesus was... The answer to a lot of things for loneliness is, you know, going through those teenage years and the struggles that I uh, sometimes faced through college. I just knew he was the rock, the one to lean on. And so that journey with him was, um, it had its ups and downs, of course, but um, I always knew where to run to. And um, so um, my parents, the way they handled conflict was a lot of verbal um, arguments. I remember that as a child. And um, again, Jesus was my safe haven when those um, verbal arguments would arise. Uh, Also some, um, I would say some alcohol abuse in my family. And so that was, my dad was a hard worker, a farmer, um, 24-7 milked cows. So it was a very stressful uh, life. And for him, I think that was oftentimes where he turned. Um, So that bringing that conflict resolution into our marriage was... I wanted to fight things out, <laughs> and I didn't like to back down. I wanted to be right, um, and Bill was one where, uh, one, I remember, we didn't argue much. Um, we never really had a lot of arguments, but when we would, I would be ready to battle, and one time he just said, okay, you win. Wait a minute. This isn't over. I haven't proved all my points. I haven't, you know, let me battle through this, so it's just interesting. I think as couples come together, you bring some qualities of maybe what you learned. And then we also kind of figured out how we wanted to make things different or how to solve those conflicts. Um, So I'll pass it off to you. Yeah, so I grew up, I'm the youngest, um, and uh, we were Catholic. 
And then uh, my mom and dad got divorced when I was in seventh grade. And uh, um, I said, Mom, I don't want to go to catechism anymore. She said, good, I don't want to drive you. Um, so <laughs> that was the end of my, my faith in, um, in, in middle school. Uh, but I always knew God, and uh, I had an encounter with God. Uh, my, my dad was a, was a big hunter-fisherman guy, and uh, that was how I found uh, the Lord was on the deer stand at and watching the sunrise. Um, the nighttime animals were going to bed, and the daytime animals were waking up, and I just had this encounter with an incredible creator, and uh, anyways, every time I get on the deer stand, I have the same uh, moment, which is a, it's pretty amazing. Um, but I didn't know Jesus necessarily, but I, I would be a Calvinist. Uh, so <laughs> God chose me. I didn't um, make a decision for Christ. I, he revealed himself to me, and then um, I was... You know, uh, Darcy and I, how we met is a miracle in itself. Um, in Prairie, and she grew up on a farm, and um, my dad shot a goose, another guy shot a goose. Um, there was an argument about who shot the goose. A week later, my dad was um, uh, stuck in a snowstorm in this little small town with her neighbor. And uh, a year later, we were staying at their place, and I was 15, and she was 13, and uh, my neighbor kids, the guy, the farm kid said, hey, you want to go to a street dance? And I'm like, yeah, what, what's the street dance? <laughs> and, and it was sit to my, and we walked in. He goes, oh, do you want to meet my neighbor? And, and there was Darcy. So um, God had a plan, and, and uh, he brought us together. And so um, my faith uh, journey has been we went to this Lutheran church for 20-some years, um, I started doing uh, men's ministry stuff here at Grace. Uh, a guy by the name of Bob Coughlin, some of you guys might know Bob. We were coaching against each other, uh, fourth graders. Our sons are now 22. And Bob saw something in me, and uh, some other people were praying for me. And um, we started doing some things together. And I would say that's where my my journey of really following Jesus started. Uh, I was about, you know, 13, 14 years ago, um, where we, I took that seed that God put in my heart to, to follow him and to know him, and then he started doing this sanctification and this growth process. So um, Darcy and I both do kind of separate lives with our, with our journeys. I'm doing a bunch of ministry things, and she's doing a bunch of ministry things, and then we come together. Um, and uh, I would say the number one thing for me Growing up in my family, because we were a divorced family, um, conflict was uh, was real big, and um, with three older brothers, and um, my mom and dad lost a child before I was born, and so there was a lot of pain and hurt there, and so I think God put me into the family to be maybe not, um, maybe to be more of a uh, a helper, and so I didn't want to have conflict. Um, so <laughs> when Darcy and I started, uh, I didn't want anything to do with a whole bunch of conflict, but it doesn't, I, but I'm as strong-willed and as selfish as anybody in the room. I mean, but I, I don't know, God just placed on my heart that I didn't want to be in conflict with my wife. So I had seen enough of that when we were, when, when I was a kid. So, 
So as we were kind of talking about conflicts, and I'm sure depending on what stage of life, they're, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming and going at all times. I kind of teased Bill. I said we're either in pre-conflict, conflict, or post-conflict. Like, it's just kind of a constant. Although, anyway. So things that I noted were just like the daily routines of life. You know, there's those little things that you just kind of face every day. And um, for me, I'm kind of the um, type A. I like things in order. Him, not so much. And so there becomes kind of that daily, like, Bill, you left your boots right in the middle of the garage. So when I come to pull my car in, there are your wet duck boots. So I have to get out of the car. You know, so little things like that. So I find myself, as God has um, is sanctifying me, to just really pray before I come to him. I have to take a deep breath. That's like my strategy. And then my other piece is I really try to choose my words wisely or not words at all. And that's a hard thing for me because I, again, like to kind of just insert my opinion. <laughs> this is how it should be. So God has really done, oh, I think, a work in me um, in that way with just those daily routines of and the conflict that comes up with life. Um, next one, maybe. Yeah, and I would say, too, <clears throat> one of the things that, as she was speaking, you know, we are, I think it's really important for us to uh, embrace our differences. You know, God says that, um, you know, that we are all part of his team, and we bring different gifts. And one of the things that really has benefited me in, in the last 10 years, I mean, I'll do a little shameless plug for this, every man a warrior. Men, if you haven't done this, do it tomorrow. Like, start doing this because, um, you know, we as men need to get ourselves right before we can really help the relationship. But um, I just God has just placed on my heart that, you know, Darcy is... Um, she's different than I am. You know, her personality, she's very sequential. She's a concrete sequential. I'm a random abstract. Um, we finish each other's sentences. Um, and, but when you embrace that, right, when I see that as a gift from God, instead of it's counter to what I want or who I am, Boy, that cuts a lot of conflict out of the day because I can see she just has a different worldview. And imagine, imagine our world if if we loved our neighbor, right? Jesus commands us to love our neighbor, and we love our spouse like we love ourselves, right? I mean, there's a reason that he added that to love your neighbor as yourself because God knows how much we love ourselves. And so when when I really embrace Darcy as this wonderfully concrete, sequential person who pieces everything. I have a great idea, you know, like, hey, let's have people over for dinner. And then she goes to, oh, my gosh, what are we going to have? You know, and I'm like, who cares? We're having people over for dinner. You know, it's going to be awesome, right? It's going to be the greatest thing ever. But, but you know, a get, there is a menu that has to be put together. <laughs> and there is a, there's somebody has to go shopping. And so she looks at things differently than me, but when we started to embrace those differences and she could, she started to embrace my blue sky attitude, you know, like everything's good. Let's look at the sun's out. Let's go, you know, and that is just a huge thing to prevent conflict is to embrace your differences and look at your spouse as somebody who God made perfectly, right? And that's not that, you know, there's going to be times when that, those two things are going to intersect and, and there's going to be conflict. But 
I would say for me, that was a game changer when I, I actually took a personality test. I was managing a whole sales force of people, and we took this t personality test. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I know what my wife, <laughs> she knew what she was because she's an educator, but um, I, I embraced it. And so. I think the other area we found, raising kids, there was a lot of differences on how we viewed making those decisions. And um, so Bill, is, you probably have been able to figure out, he's the fun guy, the big picture. Let's, so he would travel, and then I was home with the, the four kids. And fun dad would come back into the picture. And I had this four-day routine of, okay, I'm running the ship. It's moving this way. Okay, I, kids, everybody was bathed, ready for bed. Here comes dad on a Thursday back into the... And, hey, who wants to play games? And I'm like, it's 8.30, it's time for bed. So, again, those of you who are in that mode of raising kids, it was a, it was a give and take. And, and I think ultimately you learn to compromise. Um, I love that he was fun. And, you know, I kind of wish I could have been the fun one, but I was more of the disciplinarian. And you kind of find your role. Um, and so I think our kids embraced that, too. They kind of knew, they also knew we were a team. So there was never a time where... Well, I shouldn't say never. Um, they would come to him first because he for sure would say yes. And then, but he would always say, well, you really got to talk to mom about that. And I'm, I'm kind of the, we're the yin to the yang. Like I always, he's like Mr. Positive, like, yeah, that'll work. And I'm like, but have you thought about this? Let's put the, you know, caution sign on it. So raising kids, yeah, there's going to be conflict. And so it's just finding that, that level of compromise. Um, and I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, I, I am fun. Let's just be honest. Uh, no, we we uh, we definitely offset each other. Darcy likes to say no, just to, because that's what her dad said. So, <laughs> and I love her dad. He was the no guy. Nope. You want to pick rocks? Yes. If you want to do something fun, no. Uh, <laughs> but he did. He trained up, and you know, God bless him. He put three kids through college on that dairy farm, and and uh, he's a wonderful man. Um, the, the other subject, you know, which is a really always a hot button issue. And, and I could say I had zero training on finances. Um, and it can be a huge conflict for um, couples. Um, we, uh, unfortunately, I coming from my divorce, my dad cheated on my mom. And so I didn't, I, I checked out with my dad, other than the hunting stuff. Um, and the fishing, actually, he wasn't that good of a fisherman, he was a good hunter. But um, so we had we had little counsel on financing, and this is an area where I should have listened to Darcy, and because her dad was didn't really teach her about finances, but he was very uh, he was a great steward of his finances. I mean, being a farmer, if anybody grew up on a farm, raise your hand if you grew up on a farm. So you understand. I mean, there's one year that he would qualify for welfare, and the next year he could be in the highest tax bracket you know, that was farming. And so he paid cash for everything. And, uh, and, you know, when he bought a new combine, he bought it at an auction sale, you know, some other poor sucker that his farm didn't make it, you know, Grandpa Doug was there to, you know, write a check and drive that combine home, you know. And so over the years, I was pretty good at making money and going to work because I, I just like to work and I don't have any problem with that. But if we were to do it all over again, I would have loved to have some, have had a mentor or somebody with some wise counsel for us to uh, help us with our finances. But I'll just tell you, uh, 
God has provided, and it's just been amazing for us. So I don't, I wouldn't change it. But if I'm here to give advice, um, I, I would say take your financing uh, finances seriously, and um, and get together on that as soon as you possibly can. I'm kind of being mindful of the clock here too. So. Um, Bottom line, I guess, as we were kind of talking about takeaways, is to be quick to apologize and quick to forgive. And we, um, one of the verses that I had that kind of is our mantra, um, Ephesians 4, 26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. We never go to bed mad at each other. Um, I'd be the type probably that would roll over, give him the back, and he'd be like, you know, let's, yeah, let's get through this. So then it's a, I'm sorry, um, I forgive you, uh, praying about it together. Um, that's something that's evolved. I do, um, yeah, I have a lot of different ministries. I do BSF and um, uh, I'm a mentor mom on, on Monday nights. Karen, I miss you. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, just finding, I think it's really important to build your own personal re- relationship with Jesus and then bring it together. And so Bill and I, over the years, it was kind of uncomfortable at first to pray together as a couple. Um, I'm a little bit more private. I kind of like my, I like my time with Jesus alone. Um, so that's something I think, though, that is important, especially with conflict, after conflict, to be able to repent and give that to God and, and um, do that act of forgiveness with each other. Um, and the other thing I'll just say, too, is to always really keep Jesus at the center of your relationship. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. Like he is the rock for us, and um, for both you know individually and together. I think the more you grow, you never become an expert. So for both of us, it's continuing to pursue him, pursue knowledge to know him more intimately. The more, at least for me, the more I know and love Jesus, the more I know and love Bill, and and that spills over. And um, I appreciate who he is, and um, he's been a great husband. And I I just think. Without him being in pursuit of Jesus, um, it would be a different, it would look different. So, uh, yeah, my advice would be to really pursue your relationship with Christ. Uh, it would be a disaster. So, <laughs> me without Jesus, uh, not good. Okay, um, one thing that, the last two takeaways from me is one is um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, give your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, the key in that is everything. God says, give me everything, and I'll give you peace. And so if we give our marriages to God, um, and we give our conflicts to God, right, there's a good chance that you don't have the conflict if you're praying for your wife. And I will say this to you men, um, pray for your eyes to be on her. Pray that God gives you eyes for your wife only. Um, because there's a lot of distractions out there in this world, and there's a lot of things coming at you. And I will say God answers those prayers. He answers the prayers of a righteous person. You, you pray his will into your life, he will answer that prayer. Um, and so my, my last takeaway... Last little thing is absolutely do not keep score. <laughs> There's no scoreboard. She did me wrong. I can do her wrong. Um, I, you know, Bob Coughlin used to do this one with the guys too. It's like, you know, there is no point system in marriage. 
and you can um, do a hundred great things, do the dishes, buy a ring, get flowers, all of those things are still only going to be worth one point, right? <laughs> you don't build up, you don't build up all these like, you know, hey, I just did, I did 10 great things today for my wife, so now I can go on this golf trip. That's just not how it works, right? It's just only going to be worth one point no matter what you do. But um, don't keep score on the wrongs. Don't keep score on the rights. Just live it together and then pray, pray, pray for each other. Uh, and then pray for your children. I would say the one thing that I would, I, Darcy is, a, I don't know what she's got, but she's got some amazing, she was praying for our children's spouses while they were inside of her um, belly so and right now we're two for two the two men that are in our our son-in-law and then our future son-in-law it's a big deal so men uh, if you're raising children uh, or if you're gonna have children um, start praying uh, for those spouses because it's a big deal when you get there and you've got a new man in your life or a new woman in your family it's pretty important that you want them there <laughs> so anyways thank you so much god bless you guys We got one little thing in closing. This is our grandson, Grayson. Bill and Darcy, thank you guys so much. And I can testify to this. I can still remember, it wasn't that many years ago, I was in Israel with Tommy, and we're on the Sea of Galilee. And at this beautiful hotel, and I'm sitting down talking to Tommy and a couple other guys. And uh, it was very telling about the home that Tommy came from, because asking him about his mom and dad, he had nothing but glowing reviews, just spoke very well of his mom and dad. You can tell a lot about a young man how he talks about his parents. And so I just want to enforce, reinforce that um, what you guys have been doing at home has played its way out in, in the next generation, in the generation after that. And so thank you uh, for um, faithfully doing life together in marriage, though not always perfect, perfectly allowing God to work in your life and bringing everything to him, even your conflict, and how that's worked out in your life and the preceding generations. So thank you, Hoax, for sharing today. Have a great time in your small group today.